0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Method Meets Magic Radio with Jess and Dan. We are so, so excited to have you guys listening in live today. Dan, how are you doing?
1: I'm fun, fabulous. How are you, Jessasaurus?
0: I am doing so, so good. And I am so excited because we have two very special guests on the show today. We have Chris Winfield and Jen Gottlieb, who are from the Unfair Advantage. They are the super connectors. They're here to teach entrepreneurs how to master the media and take charge of their own publicity. So together, they develop the game-changing Unfair Advantage Live and Unfair Advantage Accelerator networking events, bringing attendees face-to-face with influencers and decision-makers from the country's top media outlets, and it gets better than that because Super Connector Chris is a contributor for Inc. and host of a show for Entrepreneur Magazine. His writings have also appeared in Business Insider, Time, Buffer, and other top-tier publications. Chris has been featured in Wall Street Journal and New York Times, NBC's Today Show, USA Today. Hold on, I need to take a deep breath. Do it. The list goes on. ABC News, (laughs) Fast Company, Fox, Extra, Forbes, and over 200 other media outlets, and Jen is an all-around media and publicity pro having gone from starring roles on Broadway and VH1 to six-figure coaching for NYC's Business Elite to directing her successful editorial agency, JLG Productions, and she's regularly featured in publications like Shape, Self, Women's Health, and Thrillist and appears on the likes of NBC News, PBS Life, and Living with Joanna I think is it Joanna Gaines or Gagas? Oh I, either way, <laughs> and good morning, Washington. So if that's not the lead-in of an absolute lifetime, I don't know what is. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great.
2: We're doing great. <laughs> it's so <laughs> awesome. Uh like
1: your bio being read and <laughs> it's so awkward. Yeah. Own it. No, own it. Own your amazingness. Can I say right. when I peeked on your website, I was like, Okay, that's who we got. Okay, okay. <laughs> awesome. I can't get to the next event. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. It's
2: great to talk to you both. You have amazing energy and uh, yeah, we're excited.
1: I mean,
3: I just loved the, the dancing into. The <laughs> <laughs> Not being better, I know Chris loved it, too.
1: <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I, saw. I saw you cut in those shapes, Bubba.
2: I was looking for my, our, we have a new puppy here, and I was looking for her because uh, she's like wandering around. So I was trying to look for her while we were doing that.
0: <laughs> I figure at any given moment, I actually have two dogs who are hanging out with me. I know you guys have a couple of dogs, so at any three moment. Now. Three dogs.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm going to grab one of
3: them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a baby that we just
0: got literally last weekend.
2: A week ago. Jeez. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh my gosh. That is one cute dog. <laughs> what kind of dog is that? Cock-a-poo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have two cockapoos over here. You do? Crazy. Yes. I will yeah. have to show you guys because yeah. they are absolutely yeah. adorable.
1: <laughs> so.
0: So, here we are, super, super excited to have you. We are talking today about creating abundance in relationships, and you two are like the relationship pros, it seems. So, I would love to talk to you. How did you... So, tell us a little bit about The Unfair Advantage, and and Chris, I know you started The Unfair Advantage, and Jen, it sounds like you've you've joined in in the past few years. Mm -hmm. So, it's funny
2: that we're talking about relationships, because the day that... Jen and I met, we were walking and taking a walk in Central Park around the Reservoir and she said, oh, what do you do? And I said, I do a lot of stuff with um, marketing and publicity and I'm writing a book on relationships. And she looked at me like, oh, wow. I was like, no, no, not those kind of relationships, (laughs) not those business relationships. And um
3: immediately in my mind, so I didn't know if we were on a date or if we were on a networking walk, like I had no clue, but when I asked him that was like not those kind of relationships, I was like, okay, check not a date. Red flag number
2: (laughs) yeah But yeah, so um unfair advantage where that came from was I I come from like the marketing, I had a bunch of different marketing agencies in my life and I'd always built them using really two things, Um, publicity. So I wanted to always differentiate myself from everyone else and I knew that publicity was one of the best ways for me to do that and I built a lot of relationships that led to getting, you read a lot of that, obnoxious, like all the stuff about how many places I've been in and everything and that was um, a big part of that. And then relationships, so referrals. From other people. And um, about almost two years ago, actually just over two years ago, I'm in this small little mastermind we call the Dad Mastermind. And um, it's myself, a guy named Jonathan Fields, who has a top 100 podcast called The Good Life Project, bestselling author. Uh, Todd Herman just came out with a huge book called Alter Ego Effect. And this guy, Ryan Lee, who's built a bunch of like eight figure health and fitness companies. and they looked at me, and I at that time I was I had a personal development and productivity business, and um, and I liked it. I was doing that because that's what I was really into at the time, but I didn't love it. Um, and they wanted, always wanted me to do something else for some reason. I guess they knew that it wasn't my ultimate passion. And they looked at me and they said, "Chris, why are you not teaching people what you know best?" I was like, uh, "Wow, all right, what do you mean?" And because we give each other very blunt feedback and they said, well, when we describe you and the reason I'm saying they is they all take credit for it now. Uh, they don't take credit for like a lot of bad ideas they gave me. But <laughs> they, looked at me and they said, when we describe you to somebody, we describe you as our unfair advantage. I was like, explain what you mean by that. And they said, well, if we want to get in the media, if we want to find a launch partner, if we want to get you know verified and insert, whatever it is, we ask you, you text somebody, and then 30 seconds later, somehow it happens. So I thought about it and you know it really came down to relationships. So the relationships, so I believe that relationships are they're the shortcut, they're you know the thing that makes something happen. Um and then unfair advantage came from Todd. I helped Todd out. Uh, he runs something called 90 Day Year, and he had a big event called 90 Day Year Live. And I helped him out a lot with that. And he said, "Listen, I gotta. I want to repay you. I think you should teach. Start teaching people the way you do things." And he said, "Let's do it as an event." He had two things going on. We did it right in the middle of that, and it was really simple. It was like bring together. I bring together people all the time for dinners and um, all these different things. So I was like, all right, let me teach people how to do what I do with building win-win relationships, especially with the media, because for a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people, they believe the media is like this black box. They don't really understand it. And then I'll bring in the actual people. We're here in New York. I'm here for a reason. That's where the major, all the major media is. So then brought in all these different people, and then it kind of grew from that one day event that was just like an experiment to now a three day event that we do that's like the backbone of our business and we have program and we have agency around it and all these different things.
1: Wow. I, I co-signed the. I co-signed the wow. I
2: co-sign
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then Jen um, and I. So uh, getting from that. Day of uh, our first walk, it became more, it was more than just a networking walk, um, even though we didn't, it wasn't intended for that. But um, what wound up happening was that she, we I would go and speak at places, and she would always come. And um, it was it, she just started like, it was such an integral part without being a part of the business. And we were somewhere. Last August, um, we were just finishing up something called Mindshare. This woman, JJ Virgin's event, and, you know, super successful. But Janet, like, really, like, just taken taken charge and, like, done so many things. And I was like, why don't we just join? Why don't you join the company? Because I knew she could bring something that I didn't have. And, you yeah, I saw it. We started this with, like, uh, we started this with the dance, and that's not my thing. And not that that was that that I saw a huge thing around that, but, like, The whole performance and mindset side, she'd been my unofficial mindset coach for quite a while, was the best mindset coach I'd ever met. And I was like, wow, this is one of the big things for our people is the mindset part and the uh, manifestation part. So that's where she'd been on BH1 for 14 seasons and Broadway and all these different things. So then. As a result, we wound up then, um, you know, kind of creating almost brand new company around that.
0: Yeah, it was. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was to say it's beautiful. You, I mean. I, we have, I'm so excited to talk about manifestation and all the things today. Cause I listened, Jen, when you were on David Nagel's podcast and I'm like, yes, I totally, I get everything that you're saying about manifesting and I'm so on the same wavelength. So go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No,
3: not at all. That's my favorite topic ever in the world. I'm so glad you listened to David's podcast too, because he's my like, oh my God, he's one of our clients and our dear friends and my personal mentor. And so for me to be able to talk to him about my law of attraction stories on his podcast was like just a dream come true. But for Unfair Advantage, you know, we found that before we partnered up, we were having a lot of conversations with people. And I was too, even before I was part of the company, just when you start to put yourself out there in the media and you start to talk about what you do and talk about what your business, about your business on a bigger stage and, you know, really own who you are and what you do and say, I am a thought leader in this industry and I am helping people or I, there are a lot of fears come up, a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of, oh, who am I to be talking about this? Or I'm not good enough to go on TV or, you know, uh, imposter syndrome, FOMO, all that stuff. And I was we were helping people through that. And I'm like, this is a really important piece that most publicity uh, agencies or PR agencies or people that help people get into media don't address this. And it's so important because if you don't get past that fear, you're going to hold yourself back from helping as many people as you can help. But, you know, because essentially when you get out there and start talking about what you do, it's a ripple effect. You're helping someone who's then helping someone else who's then helping someone else. So if you're, you know, if fear is keeping you from speaking up, uh, then you're not helping as many people as you can. So we really address that fear and we we'll start by using the law of attraction to get the vision really, really clear.
1: Beautiful. I love this. I love this because um, one thing that Jess and I were talking about yesterday, and one thing that we we talk about a lot is this whole idea of balancing being about the message and still being about the money in a way that doesn't dishonor your value but that doesn't dishonor the message and i think something you just said about getting the message out there right allowing your fears to get to stop the the message getting out there and that when you're not fully maximizing your blessed ability or your best gift to bring this message to the world you're dishonoring it right and playing small allowing those gremlins and limiting beliefs to hold you back allowing you know, the imposter syndrome and all these other stories that hold us back from being the greatest version of ourselves the greatest light shining, we are dishonoring what we're here to do. We're dishonoring ourselves. We're dishonoring whatever that bigger thing above us we call is. And I I just love that you've just brought in how our stories also do that dishonoring as well because it really speaks to what Jess and I have been speaking about um, in our regular tete-a-tetes over the past couple of days.
2: Yeah, the way that we look at it is... You have a responsibility. So when you shift that, when you make that mindset shift, it makes it a lot easier for you to get your message out there. So the people that we work with, for the most part, are actually not even for the most part, exclusively, um, are people that are really good at what they do, but they're holding back. They're not good at talking about what they do they're not good at really sharing that with somebody else now they if you ask them to talk about their kid or their client or their best friend's business um, they would be able to sell you on them in a heartbeat they would be able to brag on them they would do all that now if you switch it to all right tell us about you now they freeze up and the way that I look at it is it's all about having this responsibility and knowing that. So, if somebody doesn't get to know about what you do because you're afraid to talk about it, or you don't like to talk about it, or you don't want to come across as too braggy, or whatever promotional you think promotion is a dirty word, then that the, everyone suffers from that. You suffer from that, your business suffers from that. But more importantly, The people out there don't get to work with you. They don't get to experience your guests. And um, I'll share a quick story. We were at a holiday party. Actually, again, JJ Virgin, MindShare, a holiday party last December. And we go in there and it's like, you know, all these influencers, health doctors and, you know, and me and Jen, you know, we're neither. She's more of an influencer than me. But um, and we walk in. And I start this conversation with this guy, this woman who's a pretty big influencer in the health space. Uh, It's her husband, and he's just there. He's a doctor. And he starts talking to me about what he does. And I'm blown away. He's a holistic doctor. And it sounded so unbelievable. I was like, oh, my God, Anthony, are you, like, booked out for years? Because here in New York, if you're really, really good, and you know, I guess anywhere, but especially it seems in New York, like if you're really good, like you're booked for you know forever. And he goes, "I'm not even completely booked this week." And I was like, "How could that be?" And he said, "Well, I suck at promoting myself." And I was like, "Anthony, I'm going to change your life today." And he <laughs> looked at me. This is guys. This is a holiday party. It's like you know, a couple of weeks before Christmas. He has like a glass of eggnog or something like he's not expecting to go there and have some fast talking guy change his life all of a sudden. And his look really displayed that to me. And I said, listen, Anthony, you're being really, really selfish. And he's like, oh, now he really hated me. And I was like, listen, because you don't like promoting yourself there's somebody out there right now who's seeing somebody who's not as good as you who doesn't care as much as you and who's not going to get them the results that you can get them and the reason is is because you don't like promoting yourself you have this story about you suck at marketing so who suffers somebody it's and then once he like so then we like kind of walked a Way like I was he was like, all right, bye. Um I was like, oh, this guy hates me. Um yeah, he's like wanders over and um he comes up to me at the end of the night and I didn't know if he's gonna punch me in the face or what. And uh he's like he has his wife in tow, and I'm like, oh great. Um and he's like, This is the guy I was telling you about. He's like, Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, you know, because he realized that he realized that he, you know, by not sharing and not promoting himself, that other people are not benefiting. Other people are being harmed. And, you know, for us, the thing that we always do is we just think about, all right, how can I help one person? So doing an interview for radio or doing a speaking in front of like a thousand people or whatever, you'd start thinking about like, oh, I got to get and help every single one of these people. Every one of these people has to like me. Well, no matter what, there's going to be somebody who probably doesn't. Even if they do, like even, you know, I'm sure my, even my mother is like, there's days she doesn't love me uh, <laughs> or like want to hear me. So it, it's okay. You know, like it, it like could be something going on. So, but if you're just worried about helping one person, it's unbelievable. So H-O-P-E, hope, help one person every day. And if you do that, it changes your whole, promote like the way you think about promotion.
3: Takes you out of it completely. So the thing that gets us is our ego. What will they think of me? What will people think of me, right? Who is this they? I, I don't know, but I talk about them all the time. I'm like, what will they think? <laughs> I don't know who they are. But I really, really care sometimes what they think. Yep. And that is our creepy little our ego. And and our ego, everybody has one and it and it creeps in. But the the one of the number one ways to like say bye-bye, ego, and get rid of them and like, you know, take like, yeah, bye, Felicia, is <laughs> about how am I serving somebody else right now? Flipping it around and making it not about you. So even like when it comes to writing a a post on social media people get stuck with that all the time like how do I write a great social media post I don't want to post anything because I don't know what to write help one person with your post if you just think about I just want to help one person with this post you will know you'll know exactly what to write because it won't be about you anymore it's not about you know, oh, will they like my post? Will I get a lot of likes? It's about serving somebody else. So it's actually a great mindset hack to get you out of ego mode. What will they think about me? And into, oh, I'm just here to help people. And when you do that, like the best content comes out. Your true essence comes out. You never won't know what to write or what to
0: say, ever.
1: Mm, that's the I
0: love, I'm like, I love all of this so much. And I'm thinking about, you know, like talking about, a the law of attraction but even thinking about writing a post that would help your younger self or yourself from three weeks ago when you were going through something Mm. it's like if we attract people who are like us then somebody will read it and it will impact them in some way shape or form so i love that and for anybody out there who's listening who's not an entrepreneur who um, you know is not in the entrepreneurial world even sharing like even if you are like the best chocolate chip cookie maker in the entire world like go out and share your gift cuz your chocolate chip cookies could help somebody who's just having a bad day and needs to feel better and wants the connection because you're so passionate about making your chocolate chip cookies that you you spread love as you as you give them so i think that's that's really beautiful um beautiful advice is like stepping into who you are and something that the two of you do so beautifully i think from you know what i've seen online and what i see on your websites is you come across as like very authentic and very personable and very um very much who you are across all of these avenues and these outlets so i'm sure that even the clients that you work with that's that that helps them to step authentically into themselves because you guys do the same and set that example
2: thank you thank
0: you yeah So something, um, Chris, you have on your website that I absolutely love you have, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. And I've always found that the dots are people. So have you always been somebody that's been, I know you said like through your different businesses, you've been able to connect people. Have you always been a people person throughout your whole life?
2: Yeah. um, So that yeah that quote, the can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backwards. um, That's from Steve Jobs in a 2009 commencement speech. And that's kind of what we live our life around that idea. And like for us, though, the thing that we realized was like, it's people. It's always people. Now, I've always been somebody that's had um, really, I guess it's easy for me to connect with people and make them feel special and listen and things like that but there's a lot of times in my life where that was um i did not use that i did not like i there's different points um where i would just isolate or live behind my phone um or live with this idea of you know success so only always chasing something you know to be honest that that still can be my default um, that, that's like a lot of times that's where I can wake up and in the morning, the first thought being like, All right, like I'm already late, um, I'm already behind, and you know, I have to do a lot of these things. We say, You know, we work really hard to make our lives easy to do these different things. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the that's every the connection piece is everything. Um, is uh, the, it's just there's so much to it, so. Um, yeah, it's always been a big part.
0: It's beautiful. I love it. And, and it's, um, you know, I know Jen too, you, you've obviously been through many different phases and done many different things. Cause you were, was it VH one's heavy, was a heavy metal show, right?
3: The heavy metal show. So I was on, um, a talk show on VH one called that metal show it was a rock and roll and heavy metal talk show. It couldn't have been more. Different from who I was and random, but it was such an important, so we also like to talk about connecting the dots in a way of every single thing that you do in your life, it has brought you to exactly where you are right now. And yeah, so at the time I'm like, why am I on this heavy metal talk show? Like, you know, and it it didn't make any sense. But now I still, I use so many of the lessons that I learned during that time. I use VH1 and Social Proof now. I use the relationships that I made on that show for so many things now. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I had no idea why I was on this random amazing thing. Um, And then why it was canceled and all the things that happened in between and how, like, all the adventures but now looking backwards connecting those dots i'm like oh yeah that's why i learned that i was connected to that person because of that like it all connects back so i'm so grateful for every different path that my life has been down including
0: especially that metal show it was such an important piece absolutely i would love to talk about um because yeah and again the the idea of connecting the dots looking backwards um as opposed to looking forward so Um, what does it mean to the both of you to like, what does it mean to have abundance within your relationships with other people? Oh my gosh. Uh,
3: well, abundance in your relationships to me just means deep connection. So I spent a lot of time in my life having very surface connections with people and um, not really showing who I really was and not showing my full self to them for fear of what they would think of me mm-hmm. or wanting to fit in or wanting to always say the right thing and wanting them to like me, and wanting to be what they needed me to be so I could be loved and feel loved. And I think a lot of us live our lives like that in our relationships. And when I started to explore really, you know, deep connection. So last year I made my word of the year connection, ironically, which was when I met Chris. Seriously, like I made my word connection and then this person comes into my life, the super connector. That's just how it works. So I decided to make my word connection and I started going deep with people and really only talking and hanging out with people that I could go past the surface level with. And I found that the more that I did that, the less I wanted to be around those surface friends that I was trying to impress all the time to be someone else, because I was finding that I was getting so much more from these deep relationships where I could come and be vulnerable, where I could be myself, where I could share the messy parts of myself, and they would share the messy parts of themselves. Because what happens when everyone, when you can share it vulnerably, leap it out, and you know everybody poops. Um, <laughs> that's I always say. So I abundance in my relationships means being able to show up vulnerably and share the mess with the people that you love because then it's the gift that keeps on giving that relationship is going to be a long game relationship those are the people that you're going to be able to count on years from now because they love you for who you genuinely really are because you've shown them who that person is unapologetically and um and really let them in
1: wow i'm i'm milking kittens again here because you said about four phrases in relation to relationship which i've literally been working into my relationship foundation box since since november and just hears this all the time so she's probably gonna know i'm talking about but the relationship as a foundation in my life is being able to show up as myself unapologetically and in that space Loved and accepted by the people I have around me, whether it's intimate relationships, friendship, or business relationships. And those people are vibrational vibrationally matching, they're inspiring and challenging me to want to be the greatest version of myself in whatever state I am in the moment. So thank you for oh, yes. having some to that. Yeah, that's um yeah. yeah, I'm I'm having tingles and and milking kittens. Yeah.
3: I love that. Me too. I love talking about this because it's so unbelievably powerful. That's the thing that changed my life, connecting with people on that level.
1: And I love that you literally just set the intention of connection. And then just now you find this depth of connection in this journey into being, I would say, limitlessly authentic, right? Fearlessly authentic, in your connections with others, which requires an authenticity with self, because in order to show up vulnerably with others, you have to have an integrity to what you are, right? So that you can carry that authenticity and that in- into because you can't be vulnerable and not own it. Like you can't pretend that everything's okay and be vulnerable at the same time. That's just two juxt- two spaces that don't juxtapose. And so that integrity is going to carry an energy that vibrates out and we attract what we are. So if we're going out there with an integrity, with an, a vulnerability that isn't vulnerable in and of itself, it comes from just owning all of our parts, shadows and all, and then we can allow authentic relationships to surround us. That then becomes um, our our relationship, capital, net worth, right? which then expands our ability to be an even greater version of ourselves and then show up doing whatever we're here to do. I mean, some people look at purpose, some people look at, I don't know, why God made them, their why or whatever, but you can't do that unless you're playing full out. And I think this piece of integrity with who we are—shadows, warts, "quote unquote" ugliness—because everything's pretty, to, you know, from some perspective. I think it's really beautiful. So thank you for giving the listeners permission to just be themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable and know that it's okay when the people that don't support that honesty fall away.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't Dan, I didn't even tell you this, but I had a couple people who reached out um, after last week's episode with Marla, I know that you guys know Marla too. Um, and said, you know, that the more vulnerable that we've been on this show and even Dan shared about having, you know, with Asperger's last week and people are like, you know, this is, I feel more connected to you because you're being your authentic self. Or when I was talking about the struggles that I've had, you know? Um, so I think that there's that vulnerability piece is huge. Otherwise, because I mean, like you said, Jen, like everybody poops, like everybody there's, everybody has something about them. And that's, I think sometimes it's, you know, we being able to hear what someone else is going through or the struggles they have or the fears that they have, and even saying, I'm nervous to be on this show or I'm nervous, whatever it is, like suddenly we all feel more relaxed, like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one that's nervous.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: That's exactly right. And in fact, at our media
3: parties, we notice so at our events, we, we had on the second night, we have this media mixer where we bring in, last time we had over 80 of like the top media people in the country. And so our attendees, uh, get very nervous to go into this room, right? Because they're like, oh my God, there's all these people that I need to impress. What will they think of me? We start to get into that mode, right? And it's what it's, is a phenomenal reminder to me every single time, every media mixer I go to, media people come up to me and say, I'm so nervous. There are so many amazing entrepreneurs in this room and I'm so nervous. I'm like, wait a minute, they're really nervous to meet you. So <laughs> oh, I always like to remind people our attendees that like don't ever under like people are people we're all we all get insecure we all get nervous and i always find that the more that i can address that elephant in the room right off the bat the deeper the connection i can make with the person that i'm talking to always it always. and then like you just i love what you just said like that was so beautiful that when we're vibrating at that frequency that one of vulnerability and openness that's what we're gonna attract back to us. And when we attract those people back to us, ones that are vulnerable and open as well, we create true, real connections, long game connections, best friends, love relationships. So when we're in that place ourselves, that's all we're gonna call in. And then the ones that don't align with that, they're gonna fade away and it's just gonna open space for more, better connections to come in and your life is just gonna keep getting better and better and better. And that's how it works.
2: Yeah, are you guys, Um. have you read, science of getting
1: rich yeah that's, okay. that's my that's number one book of my five books i live by
2: oh okay great yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. Same. and uh so that's amazing so <laughs> in that, as you know then you know they talk about the impression of increase mm-hmm. and if we're not growing we're dying you know essentially and that nature bores a vacuum um bores a vacuum and it, 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 so it's the same thing so it's like when you're around, I have this rule. It's the two interaction rule, and it, it's essentially if I talk to somebody, um, meet with them, whatever it is, and if two times, like both times, I feel worse after, so meaning I don't feel uplifted, I don't, I feel drained or, and whatever it is, I just don't have that person in my life. And you know it, it's it's really really powerful. And where this came from, I'll share a quick story with you. So I met this guy at a, an event one time, and he does a lot of stuff with some of the wealthiest people in China. So some of the wealthiest people in the world. And he we became you know he, he really I guess like not close but. He liked me a lot. He kept showing me his phone with every like celebrity, him in a picture with every celebrity, and all this stuff. And um, and you know, which took me to a weird spot because he was so there's so much about like the materialistic side. And you know, I've I come from that world. and I've done a lot of work to get past that. So I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I feel out of alignment a little bit, but you know, there's a lot of opportunity here, and you know, I'm sure it's it's worth it. Um, so I hung out with him a couple different times, and there was a lot of opportunity um to do stuff together. He, and he and you know, a lot of money on the table. And I but so I ignored that voice. I was just like, ah, eh, you know, you feel you don't feel better because you feel worse, you feel less, you know, all these things. And then he came to New York at one point, and he we met and also met with like a business partner at the time. And, um and he we left that meeting and he's like oh get rid of her like we can get rid of her but we don't need her And this is i'm a very loyal person this is somebody to help me like and that's just not how i operate and i was like no that's not you know that that's not who i am and literally i never talked to him again um after that now the thing was i and i i left like a lot of you know potential money on the table and i You know, I had this thought of like, oh my God, like that, you know, I just walked away from, you know, potentially millions of dollars. Um, Was that smart? And then I immediately had a bunch of other thoughts. One, the first thought was like, you knew kind of right away, but you definitely knew after the second time that you hung out and you met him. Um, So that, that became something I was like, all right, I know, you know, because one time is whatever, like somebody could have an off day. Um, But Two times, the, you can kind of get an idea for somebody. Um, and then the second thought, though, was like when I had that idea of like, oh, I just left a lot of money, uh, walked away from potentially. And then I realized, I was like, why does it have to be from him? So, exactly. me, like, it doesn't necessarily, like, that's not where it was meant to come from. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't so and I, because it's very easy to get, to get attached to something, to get to, especially with people, with relationships that I like to think that, all right, this person equals X. Now, if I don't get the relation or if this person doesn't lead me to X, how am I gonna, I'm never gonna get there. And, you know, what i found is that that's rarely the case. And oftentimes that, you know, by closing one door, Like it'll lead you faster to, because you're in alignment with yourself, you're in alignment with the universe. Um, So, yeah.
1: For me, I I just love, thank you so much for sharing that. But the thing that's a screening out to me, as you said, that is, you recognized through this experience, viscerally the abundance of relationship capital and how that can lead to all types of capital, not needing to tie yourself to this one relationship. Because the abundance that's yours by divine right can come through anyway. And in fact, letting go of this supercharges your connectivity to that abundance everywhere because you're no longer tied to the story of, of lack needing you to go yeah. down this path. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. And
2: I'll share another story around this. Um, so we've been looking for somebody to head up sales for our organization. And we just happened. It, it's. It was, a, it was something that was very, like we had a very clear idea of the type of person that we wanted, and we just weren't finding that person. And then we got introduced to somebody, and Jen had lots of um, conversations with her and all this stuff, and it felt like it was, like, the right person. But she was like, it doesn't feel completely right. And she's like, she could do it, but it wouldn't be – The right, it's not the right fit for us. She's like, even though we were like wanting this part so much and like, and so she said no.
3: I said yeah. I said so. Just to tie this in together because it's like really an amazing story and totally goes with what we're talking about right now. So. it turns out, so this girl, I wanted it to work so badly. She was a great culture fit. I, we wanted it to work. We were trying to force the round peg into the square hole, which we do so many times with relationships, right? We want this, we want this, like when I'm dating, like I want this guy to work out. I'm so sick of it not working out anymore. Follow the re- the reason that it's not supposed to, it, that it doesn't feel like it's working out is because it's not supposed to because the answer is on the other side of that. So when I finally had the courage to say to this girl after so many mock sales calls and interviews and like trying to coach her into forming it making it work, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like this just isn't going to work. Literally the next day, the answer was right in front of me. The girl who referred the girl who didn't work out ended up being... The diamond, right? And acres of diamonds, like I was sitting on it all along. And she was the girl. And I didn't even know until I opened the conversation. I wouldn't open to the conversation if I didn't say no to the girl that I was trying to make fit into that spot. Mm. So when you say no to the thing that's like, oh, it's just not right, and don't try to force it, the real one often is right or it's right around the corner. It's right there. And and it can't open up until you say no.
0: I wish we had another hour to continue this conversation because there are so many golden nuggets in this, but Dan and I talk all of the time about, I mean, it's intuition. It's following your intuition and listening to it and trusting it. And how many times, whether it's romantic relationships, jobs, like all these different things that the, the pain that's caused internally of like, but I feel bad and I really want it to work out, but it's like, if I go into the store and I really wanna make an apple pie, I'm not gonna go over to the oranges and be like PO'd at the oranges that they're not apples and like try to like close my eyes and squint as much as I can and like pray to the manifesting gods that they will become apples. Like it's just not the right fit. And by me saying yes to the apples, I'm also freeing up the oranges to be a part of a great fruit salad or whatever it is. I think, you know, who knows what that woman went on to do but since you also, you know, in saying no to something, there's a ton of power in that too, because you're freeing that energy up to do what it's here to do, to fulfill its purpose, to step into its truth, whatever it is. So I I love that story so much.
1: I'm I'm, I'm just in love with you guys.
0: Yeah, same.
1: We <laughs> love you. I, I have to say, I'm going to be calling up my client and asking to move the date for my corporate training so I can apply <laughs> to come to your event. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like that. there's a hole in my life. <laughs> And there you is like a, and you're, you're made and for.
3: It. you are made for our event yeah you, both
1: of you yeah it's i need to call i need to call them and and, and figure yeah. it out yeah, yeah.
0: i yeah. was gonna say i would love to have you guys tell um you know we have about 15 minutes left so i'd love to have you guys talk about your events and mm-hmm. i saw i think i saw this on facebook is it true that you guys have had all like natural marketing for like you you literally it's all word of mouth referrals
2: yeah, completely. Um, it's, I guess, and that's like a big example of just practicing what we preach. Um, it's all, so since it's a private event, it meaning it's application only, referral only, and there's a big reason for that. But so we rely on people to talk about it. To, you know, we have people who just say to somebody, so for example, Marla. Marla came to the first event that I ever did. She, somebody had told her about it. She, I remember she emailed me. So Marla Mattinson, who I were mentioning, she was a guest on your show last week, was it, right? Mm-hmm. And she's the top relationship coach for entrepreneurs in the world. She heard about the first event I ever did, that one-day event. And she gets, she emails me and says, hey, I just want to talk to you for five minutes just um, I have this intuition, this hit that I should be coming to your event. So I get on the phone with her. She's like, listen, I'm already in. I just wanted to hear your voice. So she's been back every single time except for one. um, And she also will just tell people you have to go. So people will wind up coming and not even a thousand percent know why they're there. And, you know, and then they're the ones telling people that the the same thing. So that's really how it works. And a big part of the reason for that is that, you know, you think you're coming for the media and the publicity and the connections and everything like that. And that's unbelievably important. But a lot of other things which I would, spoiler alert, are even more important. So one, the biggest one is, not two biggest ones, are the mindset stuff. So the stuff that we're talking about and not just your own mindset, but the beliefs that we have about different people. So a lot of people, especially when it comes to media or influencers or anything like there, it's scary. And you have these whole idea of like, all right, I just don't know how to talk to people and I don't know how to pitch myself and my messaging and all this. And as Jen mentioned before, one of the things we're saying is like people are people are people are people. Build relationships, just real relationships. Relationship like we're doing right now. It doesn't have to be about anything. Build a relationship. You're much more likely to help somebody if you feel that connection to them. And it doesn't mean that you have to have the perfect picture. Your messaging has to be perfect or anything like that. And, you know, the, also, the another one of my favorite quotes, I'm a quote guy, is that the moment you put somebody on a pedestal is the moment they look down upon you. The trick mm-hmm. is respecting each other equally. And that's a big part of what we do. So then once you realize that, so for example, we had a woman come to the last one, and she, you know, i telling her all this stuff about you know, build relationships, just, you know, it'll happen. And people still don't completely believe me um, and that's okay. When Even when they're there, I'm saying like, they're like, oh sure, I, I still need that. My pitch perfect and blah, blah, blah. So this one woman, um, she meets somebody, she starts talking to him and it turns out he's a producer for Good Morning America. And she was like, oh, what can I help you with? He's like, oh, well, I'm looking for, the big thing is like, I have the show next Wednesday with robert hercevich and uh barbara Corcoran from shark tank and it's around careers i really need somebody who's a career coach with a son graduating from college so that they can come and be on you know this uh do this segment she's like oh that's exactly who i am uh you're talking to that person right here and you know so fast forward literally a week later she's on Good Morning America, talking to Barbara Cork and Robert Hertzridge with Michael Strahan as the uh, as the host, and, you know, about that. And it wasn't because she went up and pitched this guy or, you know, anything. It was just that, all right, she was solving a need. So that's a big part. Now, since we have a specific type of person that we want to help, the big thing is the community. So... What I believe more than anything is that, and this is backed by studies and stuff. But where people are more connected than ever because of their phones, but at the same time, we're more disconnected than ever. And there's this unbelievable loneliness epidemic, you know, that's happening. And you know, in, in the United Kingdom, there's a minister of loneliness. You know, this is like a, this is like epidemic proportion and, you know, people are less happy. Um, and, you know, the the, the the thing around that, the way around that is community, is surrounding yourself with people that have your back. And that's one of the things, we've built this amazing community of not just people who know how to now promote themselves, so that's great, and that are getting their work out. All right, that's cool. But more importantly, we have people that have really understood and bought into creating win-win relationships and seeing that when they're helping somebody else, when they help somebody else, that inevitably comes back to them, the law of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you walk into the room that anything that we do, and this is this is like what everyone always tells us, and you get hit with this wall of positive energy. And that is something that... Literally is life changing because you have you walk in and there's no clip, there's no mean girl section or mean boy section. It's it doesn't matter if somebody, so we mentioned Marla, it doesn't matter that she's been there to, from pretty much every like she'll be exactly the same as somebody who's just walking in for the first time. And it's all based around, and this is what we base our lives around this one fundamental question what do you need help with right now and we built everything around that and that's what winds up happening wow
0: beautiful beautiful yeah you know um i have been like i'm like i have to tell you guys this story i know we only have a couple minutes left but i have to tell you the story i went to a david nagel event and i was sitting next to marlon i think with steph And I was, I just said, I'm like, I don't know why I'm like, I just have this desire to be on TV just to like, even once just be on TV. And Marla said, well, what do you want to be on TV for? And I was like, I have no idea, but I want to be on TV. And so, um, Jen, this was when I was listening to your Law of Attraction podcast with David Nagel. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so vibing with this right now. So I put it out there and I was like, I'm going to be on TV. No lie. I was still working as a speech pathologist part-time. And I was on the board for a a charity event here in Charlotte. And I just happened to mention something to one of my kiddos' moms. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I used to be a reporter for WCNC TV or whatever it was down in Charlotte. No lie, within three weeks, I was on two TV shows. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. And it's like be yourself, step into your desires. And even this, I was like, I want to be on a radio show. And Dan was like, Hey, I'm looking for a co-host for a radio show. I'm like, well, yeah. This it can be, you know, I think sometimes even just having that thought process of like media has to be hard. You have to pitch perfect or be this or do that. And like everything you're saying about relationships is, is ringing. So, so true. So.
2: Yeah. And that happened to Marla after the first event that she ever came to. She, we were taking the elevator down. I introduced her to this director of special projects for Entrepreneur. She wound up having a column, the first relationship column ever in Entrepreneur Magazine. But even then on the way home, she's flying home from New York to Los Angeles. She starts talking to this guy. And all of a sudden, she has this new frame of reference and mindset around just talking to people and looking how what can she do to help them. And he's talking about his relationship. She's helping him. And towards the end, she says, hey, what do you do? It's like oh, I'm the president of CBS in Los Angeles, and so then she he winds up putting her on TV. I think on Kcal 9, and you know then it, over and over as a result of that. Hmm. Love this.
0: Well, um, I know there's two less seats officially now since this radio show at the Unfair <laughs> Advantage in May.
3: Um, David,
2: I, David, David and Steph. And
3: Steph yeah.
2: They well, uh, they, they've been our client. And same thing with David. So super quick. David is like one of the best mindset coach in the world. And we sat down with him and I was like, David, why did I have to hear about you from other people? Why am I not reading about you? And he wound up becoming a client. <laughs> so, and nice. we it changed his life. Yeah. So where
0: can people find you guys to uh, apply? And do you have seats left? Because I know you were down to like 20-something last there week. There
1: were 21 seats. I just checked. Now That's they're on <laughs> uh,
2: Unfairadvantagelive.com. Unfairadvantagelive.com.
0: Awesome. So you guys can head over there if you're interested in coming to this amazing event. Jen, can people still buy your socks online for $400 from, is that what it was? It's on your website. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. I'm going to also to go
0: to her website to figure it out. But oh, I was going to say, where oh, can people find you? There. Where can people find you?
3: Otherwise,
2: I would have told the story. I don't don't even know that story.
0: (laughs) On her website, you got to go read her website.
2: (laughs) I live with her.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So, where if people want to follow you guys on social media, where can they where can they check you out?
3: I'm at Jen underscore Gottlieb on the little line, Jen Gottlieb one N on Instagram. And then my personal Facebook page is where it's at. So just Jen Gottlieb, friend me. And I'm
2: Chris yeah. Winfield on the gram at Chris Winfield, C-H-R-A-S-W-I-N-F-I-E-L-D.
1: Well, I'm going to definitely do that. that.
2: Just yeah. start,
1: you are Jess underscore Bubico, B-U-B-I-C-O beautiful you did a great
0: job and yeah, he's at dreamer ceo so you can find him That's
3: me.
1: and we are method meets magic yes. on instagram and facebook it's been amazing having you guys join us today thank you chris thank you jen you oh guys gosh, are fabulous. thank you thank, thank you guys so fun. Fun. this super so fun, fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing looking forward to hanging out secret i'm actually in new york right now but that's another story and i'll (laughs) be there next week she's going to be here next week so we'll talk about that (laughs) guys be sure to join us next week go over to justbubbaco.com just your new website sexy does everyone know about it yet
0: (sighs) thank you everyone needs to know Um, about it yeah go over to justbubbaco.com check it out
1: that's right and check with dreamwithdan.com the next five day challenge is april 29th it's free it's five days five minutes a day ideal life blueprint
0: also, next week on the show, we have Denise Duffield-Thomas. She is going to be talking about her new book, Chillpreneur. We're super, super excited to have her. Yeah. We're going to have to bleep out her other book because it's Lucky Biatch, but we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. Lucky <laughs> B. <be>. Lucky <laughs> B. Thank you so much for hanging there with us today, now. guys. It's been absolutely incredible. So Thank, Thank you
0: so much, guys. All right. Have Bye. a great day, everybody.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Bye.